Madness. Darkness. Evil. Monsters and ghosts and stuff like that. The mysteries of our world provide more questions than answers. But the answers to these questions about the mysteries can sometimes only be answered when we search Beyond the Shadows. St. Gwolgoth's respite for the perpetually befuddled, where we stand tonight, was once a place of succour for the chronically fainting ladies of the Edwardian era. Some 100 years ago, that all changed in one mystery-laden night that caused the state to close the doors forever. No one is sure what exactly happened, but legends speak of very small, very obnoxious monsters running through the halls during the witching hours, spooking the patients and annoying the doctors. None who saw these minuscule apparitions were ever the same. That's right. And in this season, we're going to open up the doors of St. Gwolgoth's for the first time in a century and see what we can find beyond the shadows. Beyond the shadows. Halloween is a special time at St. Gwolgoth's School for Abominations, Monstrosities and Sins Against Nature. Up subsidiary of the Greater Chastity Family, extremely caring and safe places for children, LLC. It's during the Halloween season that ghoulies and ghosties and multi-tentacled beasties participate in the Creep Cathalon, a tournament of skill and daring designed to test the students' abilities to make people wet their pants. The winning team is granted the ultimate prize, the Big Foot. It's made of chocolate. It's a big chocolate foot. Wow. You four have decided to form your own team this year, mostly because nobody else picked you for their team. I'm sure it was completely innocent, and for random reasons, it's not because nobody likes you. That's definitely not the reason. Headmaster Glinfin Vanderchastity stands before you all, raising his arms for attention. He's a tall, thin vampire dressed in a stylish suit and cape that he absolutely did not buy from Spirit of Halloween. His widow's peak is doing its best to hide his receding hairline, and the pancake makeup he's caked on his face looks almost authentic from across the room. He begins to speak. Ah, the children of the night. All of you shut the hell up. It's time for the official beginning of the creep. Cathalon, blah. Every team has been given a task, and you must complete it before the night is up. These tasks will test your general creepiness and spookiness and all the other stuff. It's certainly not a chance for the faculty to get rid of a few of you that we don't like. Not at all. Blah. Now look upon your tasks, and may the best creatures win. And there's a poof of smoke and a scroll appears on the table before you. The words read, Procure Head Chef Hannibal's Turkey Baster. And don't let him catch you. But he's totally cool with you stealing his stuff. Just don't tell him we told you to steal it. It's part of the game. Signed, the Headmaster. Kids all around you are reading their notes and already started to plot. 
what they're doing. And some of them get up from the tables and, and head out. The Creecathalon has started. The race is on. The quest for the spookiest team has begun. Will you be the winners? Or will you? Or will you? And I'm pointing at the four of you now. You were all students at this magic monster school. And I'm throwing you right into it. Into the Creepcathalon. A two chest of baby spooking ability. You've been given your first task to steal the turkey baser from head chef Hannibal's kitchen. You're already falling behind. Guys, I, uh, I think that we should just get you on everyone else's. Do you know where, is that where the kitchen is? I don't know, but I think it's over there. Did you check? I can smell it. Oh. <laughs> I can't smell anything. <laughs> oh my god, you're always so disgusting. I got these nine tongues. Ugh, gross. Gross. Yeah. He's gonna be very popular in college, though. That's what all the other kids say. It's perfectly natural. That's what I said. Is it down the hallway somewhere? Yeah. Or do you guys give me crafty rolls to see if you, how well you know the layout of the school you're attending? Eleven. Seven. Four. (laughs) Four. Well, it's a good thing... Jimmy, who are you playing tonight? I am playing Harkle the Snallygaster. Well, it's a good thing Harkle the Snallygaster is there, because the rest of you would be absolutely lost. Harkle, you know for a fact where the kitchen is. It is right off of the Great Hall where you are right now, and there, there are two good ways that you know of to get there. You can either sneak behind the dais where all of the faculty members are certainly not getting drunk on cider right now. Or you can go through the kennels, which just so happen to be attached to the kitchen for no real reason that, you know, anybody can really discern. I want to see the doggies. I want to see the doggies. I want to do sneaky part. Carrie wants to see the doggies. Tell me about tell me about who you're playing that I carry. I am Jay the Thunderhawk. I am a pots and pans kid. Coming from the American Southwest, the Thunderhawks. Yes, Thunderhawks. <laughs> pots and pan kids, one of our new classes. They are kind of our answer to the bard, except with a tinge of heavy metal and the satanic panic from the 80s. I guess think Eddie Munson from Stranger Things if he was a giant mythical lightning bird. Na 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 na. Exactly. Jay's in the kennels. What about the other two? Yeah, I guess we can go that way. I don't know. Something makes me feel funny. I'd rather. Oh, I go with the dogs and. They tell me I can't eat them, and that's very sad. Uh, I just want to pet them. Yeah, let's go pet them. Yeah, let's not eat them. Why? We're going to the kitchen. Food. Yeah, we could get something there. Food. 
But the pup is a food. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to Harkle sounds hungry. <laughs> the doggies are delicious. I wouldn't know. Leave them outside and then you just go get them. That's absolutely Ooh. disgusting. Okay. Wow. No. <laughs> Maybe we should go the other way if he can't keep his nine tongues in his mouth. <laughs> no, we can go by the body. That'd be okay. Just keep him wrapped up, you know. Tie him in a knot. <laughs> Ashley, your character wants to pet the puppies. Tell me about her. My character is Nighty Knight, and I am a Mothman baby, and I'm really moody, and I'm five and a half. Ooh, an older baby, all right. She's so old. Yeah, wow. She's a worldly Mothman. I really am. (laughs) (laughs) To the kennels it is, seems to be the consensus. Fine, I guess. I'm starting to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you're playing Leonard the Frogman tonight, right? I'm Leonard the Frogman. I'm a, a P.I. Is, is Leonard starting to use his deductive skills to find a different partner than the Snallygaster he got stuck with over there? He's <laughs> definitely having second thoughts. <laughs> There's got to be someone else I can team up with. Oh, yeah. The four of you stand or slither or fly or however you decide to get around off of your seats at the long tables and you start to make your way through the the hustle and bustle of kids all around you it seems not everyone is going to the same place you can kind of make out that some kids are running off in completely opposite directions so it's a possibility that different tasks may have been given to different teams which should make it a little easier you hope you won't necessarily have to fight against the crowds. However, before you can get out of the great doors, a group of older kids stands in front of you, blocking your way. And they've got their hands out. And and the one in front has got all six of his arms crossed in front of his body. Well, I guess some of them might be legs. Some of them might be arms. It's... (laughs) When you're a giant six-foot-tall cockroach, it's tough to figure out which limbs are which. But his antenna hover in your direction, and in a buzzy voice, he says, You all have to pay the exit fee. One cookie each, or you're not getting out of here. <laughs> you look pretty good. Do we know them? This is Gregor and his gang. They are a bunch of bug big kids. They're bug kids. And they are one of the roving gangs of big kids who like to prey on the smaller kids. It's tough to know who's ever in Gregor's game because it's constantly changing. It's almost like Gregor and his bug game are going through some sort of metamorphosis on a Oh, yeah. Regular baby. Yeah. 
I'll say to him. It's a literary oh. reference, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I need to confer with my group. And I'll turn my back to the cockroach kid. You're going to let him shut us down like this? No way. I'm so frustrated I- and I'm so tired of Gregor. I'm just so sick of it. I can scream. You want me to eat him? Yes. A hundred percent. Well, well hey. maybe I can flap my wings and screech and scare them away. I want Gregor to feel pain. Mm. You, you, you know we're standing right behind you, right? Gregor. Right. You smell really good. Hey, 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 I got oh. this, guys. Hey, um, what, Thanks, why I've do been we... using deodorant and he raises all six of his arms. <laughs> why do we have to give you cookies? Because uh, that's the cost of getting out of the Great Hall. But why? That's right, Gregor. We said so. Yeah. Mm, Whatever, Gregor. You're going to have to come get them. I'm not understanding. Why? Because that's what I... Because I want you your cookies. And I have decided to arbitrarily put myself... In front of this door for your cookies. What's to prevent us from just like going around you? Mm, very good question. Uh, we can do this! And then they all just step over to the side of foot. Or we can do this! And then they all Run step for it, guys! Run! <laughs> are, you, are you running, Steve? I, I'm going. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Give me a nimble roll to see if you can fit through the, the oh, crack as they all step to the lift. I have a perk. Oh, you gonna use it now? I don't know. But you I also use have once a break. I also have a plus. I have a nifty fedora that gives me plus one to any skill when meeting a, a new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would technically be a new character for this game, so you could. Oh. You've got your fancy hat. That works all the time. Yeah. I'll uh yeah, I'll Indiana Jones it with my fancy right. hat and add plus one, see if I can get past. And you said it's a what kind of roll? It's a nimble roll. Nimble. Oh, that's awesome, because my adventure is horrible. And I rolled a six plus two plus one is a nine. Where'd that plus two come from? That's my adventureness. Oh, so I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yes, yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Math is hard for me in the numbers. (laughs) Well, we made all these numbers so small. That's why why we made the numbers so small, (laughs) mostly so that I wouldn't have to go past 10. When we started getting 11s, he didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I was like, you win, I guess? I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's two ones. Leonard gives a little tip of his hat. Whoop. And frog hops right over the bugs, and they just watch him sail. They're distracted watching him jump right over. Anybody else going for it? Jay's right behind him. <laughs> yes. All right. Give me nimble rolls, you two. Or whoever's making a run for it. One. What's your, what's your adventuresness score, Ashley? Five. So that's your, so your nimble is six altogether? Okay. I got a nine. No problem for the Thunderbird. Woof! 
and you give them a little brush and and with your wings and they all get they're they're giant bugs they're they basically exoskeletons and not much else inside of them you go bam 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 flap right through <laughs> 99 you try to do the same moth wings are not as powerful as a giant condor wings so it's more of a gentle breeze and they just turn their attention back to you and they figured out maybe if we fan out so that now we're blocking all the entrances we are we are learning we are transforming i feel like i i at least covered them in moth dust oh it's portentous Harkle is not very nimble, so he's not even going to make an attempt. He just kind of looks around like, mm, nah. So Harkle and Nighty Knight, you are, you are on one side of the Bug Kids. Leonard and Jay, you are on the other side. And Gregor's got five kids with him, and he, and he motions two of them to go after you two. Make sure you get two cookies from each of them. And two of the Bugs, a giant centipede. And a and a giant fire ant turn around and they're facing the two of you. So there's three three bugs facing nighty night and Harkle, and the other two are facing Leonard and Jay. Unbeknownst wow. to them, I have been screeching my feet on the floor, building up my electricity. And the first one that comes at me, I shock. He goes, "Ow!" Kind of looks at you. Kind of hurt. Stay away or it'll get worse. Oh, well, it was unpleasant. I don't know that it hurt, but I I certainly don't want you to do it again. No, no, now they're just going to be mad. She shocked me. Just, just, just shocked me. Come on, guys. I'm trying to create a distraction. I'm feeling very distracted right now. Like, look, 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 look at the... Do we have hairs? I don't know, giant bugs. Look at the look at these these things right here on my arm. They're all raised up. They my like feelers, hairs. my tenai. Yeah, food. <laughs> Alright, Sling Blade, what's your plan? <laughs> I'll take a look around and I say, Hey, look. And I'm going to try to trick him. The, the other bugs, they said that we could go through this time, so I talked to him, he was your captain, and he really liked Bob here. And I look back at my abomination, and it's like it's like just stacks of, you're not even sure what it is, it looks like the stuff that would be in Vienna sausages, between the sausages, and it's just like stacks of that. Oh, so it's and not like, even the sausages themselves. It's like it's like the coagulated. No. It's the it's a, it's like, and I got I have a like a uh, a leash on it, and I'm dragging a leash, and it's just sliding wet across the floor behind me. And then it's got you know, it's got two little holes poked in the front of it for eyes. Does it actually see, or is it just a, a, a glob of meat that you poke googly eyes into? I'll leave that up to you to decide. It appears that the uh, the collar itself should just slide right through, but it moves mm. with me as mm. I pull. So, mm. and as I pull it over, I'm like, "That's right, Bobby. Come on, you can pet him." Does he leave like a little slime trail behind as he goes? Yeah, it's about a foot and a half, two feet wide. Yeah, 
But yeah, your boss really liked Bob. <laughs> These are giant cockroaches, and they're actually okay with piles of coagulated meat. <laughs> and the two of them, two of them lean over with their mandibles, and now there's just the snally gaster and the two giant cockroaches just all staring at this pile of meat. I look at the moth baby, and I like tilt my head to the side, like go. And then I run really, really fast. In the meantime, I'm just like trying to reposition myself as I'm as mm-hmm. they're like petting the meat <laughs> and the other side of them. And I just All right, say, give, me, give me a cool roll to see if you can reposition without getting caught. <laughs> cool? Okay, I can do cool. That's going to be a nine on a six roll. That'll do it. They're enamored. They're enamored by your meat. <laughs> it's time to go, Bob. And two cockroaches are looking at the scorch mark on one of their arms, and the other two are slathering over the the meat monster. And the four of you manage to get by while they're distracted, without having to pay up your cookies. So good job, team! Woo! Yes. Yay. I don't give away cookies for free. No way. I do. No. <laughs> mm, I don't mind what. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, Jimmy. I feel like I have to take a second to translate my head whenever you're cool. That's my point. I'm hoping that sometimes you can't understand me and you make stuff up. You guys are more than welcome to just make stuff up. Yeah, I thought so too. So you're standing in the hallway and there are groups of kids all around you. And they are already obviously trying to figure out their own part of the creep catalog. Some of them are knocking over suits of armor. Some of them are banging on random rocks in the walls. You see a couple of kids climbing on the ceiling, pulling down the tapestries. They might just also just be rioting and and wrecking the place. It's tough to say. But, Harkle, you know how to get to the kettles from here. Your nine tongues kind of sniff the air and you can get the scent of animal, non-student animal. Coming from down the hallway. So that could be very well a case of follow your tongues. They know the way. And are we going to the kennels? Harkle, what are what are all your tongues doing? Which way is it? It's this way. It is. And we're down the hallway we go. Smell the food. Getting closer. Eventually, you can all start to smell the kennels. There's the there's that smell of wet animal that's not coming from the Snallygaster. <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of, of pungent animal. And the door of the kennel is closed in front of you. It's a big wooden door with a curved archway, and there's hay and tufts of animal fur, kind of. Under the cracks of the door and in the uh, the seam between the door and the and the door frame, as if like a gerbil exploded and they closed the door before all the pieces got out, <laughs> which could have been. But it looks pretty uninviting, especially for anyone who has feathers and/or fur. Leonard, you should be fine having either. Yeah. yeah. Is there a lock or anything, or it's just shut? Just shut. Hmm. From behind. Can any of us reach the handle? 
Yeah, you're, I mean, the five-and-a-half-year-old definitely could. She's a giant. I could also just fly up to it, too. Just fly up to it, too. Yeah, all that height is wasted on you. It, it is. I could just fly. <laughs> Nighty-night, do you think you could get up there? Oh, uh, I, I'm, I think I could. I'm going to try. Um, I don't know, though. It does sort of look scary in there, and I'm kind of getting nervous. But I'll do it. But, but I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> the door. Okay. All right. You see ropes of, like, drool coming down from the, the Snallygaster's <laughs> mouth as he's, like, wringing his claws together. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, what's behind the door or what's on your side. <laughs> right. All right, so... Give me a brainy roll there. No, actually, no, you're gonna you're trying to fly up. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna fly. Give me a muscly roll. All right. Your wings aren't at their full Mothman status yet. Yeah. <gasps> One. I don't. Get, I don't get my full wings until I'm seven. Oh. Only five ass. So I get a six. All right. Nighty night, you flap those little wings of yours and you get a couple inches off the ground and you just got a hand on the doorknob. And, and every single time I fly, everything is absolutely covered in moth dust. Just. And the rest of you were sneezing and coughing. <coughs> there's, there's just visions of a horrible bridge accident for some reason. You don't know what's, what, what the cause of that is. Look it up, kids. Uh, <laughs> you grab a hold of the uh, of the doorknob, and you get it, and it's a latch, and your wings give out just as you get hold of it. Uh, no! So the door the doorknob comes open, because you hold on for long enough, but you slip at it slips out of your grasp and you fall on your butt and you're gonna take one ouchie. Ugh. Uh, but the door goes just a little bit. And the squawking, barking, meowing, clucking, winking gets louder. Uh, and, 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 it, and massive feathers and fluff just kind of I don't think this is a very good idea. Exactly. It sounds like that. That was accurate. I didn't even have to put that sound effect in. That's some good Foley work right there. Right? That was good. <laughs> Thanks, Kiku. That's Kiku. <laughs> She's all worked up about something. Well, I think she knows what's going on in the candle yeah. side. You probably yeah. worked up a little bit, too. Leonard, since you don't have fur or feathers, do you want to hop in there? Yeah, sure. Check I can hop out. in. Yeah. <laughs> Try to contain Harkle. <laughs> Frog puns. We're making frog puns. Right. <laughs> Leonard, you push open the door and we're going to go to a break. Welcome back to Beyond the Shadows. We hope that ad break gave you a chance to catch your breath from all of these mysteriously paranormal experiences we've been having. Yes, like the big bugs. Right. We saw some big bugs. Quite big mysteriously big but so far no small shadow figures so far 
stand in front of the kettle and Leonard, being the only non-feathered, non-furred one amongst you, has agreed to hop on over and open that door. Leonard, you put your frogman hand against the door, with your webbed fingers sticking ever so slightly, and you push open the door, and as you push open the door, the sounds of animal shrieks and calls and cries get louder. The cacophony of feathers and fur comes flying out like a whirlwind. And in the middle of the room, surrounded by animal cages, is a huge man in a leather apron. And he's got a pig in one hand and a big knife in the other. And he looks at the four of you and he says, Hey, what are you kids doing in here? You're not supposed to be in here after that. Mm, that and everybody is going to take, is going to make a nopes roll. Nopes are a new kind of damage we have in Babies and Broadswords. This is a new mechanic. What nopes are, you all started at 10 nopes, correct? Or eight, eight nopes, correct? He, know, he yes. knows the rules. He wrote the game. Eight. Yeah. Eight notes. You need to roll your, your D6 dice twice, and you want to roll below the eight. Three. That was the total? No, that was the first one. Oh, that was the first one, okay. Six. That was the total. Six is the total? Then you're good. I got a six also. Carrie's good. Nighty Knight and Jay are good. Four. Four total for uh, the Snally Gaster? One and three. How'd Leonard do? One and a two, so three. Non-phased are all of you little ones. I guess you see men wearing bloody... I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I, I guess you see large men wearing apron, bloody aprons and holding livestock and butcher knives all the time, which... I have a big brother and he plays lots of video games and I've seen probably too much. I've read about Looks him. like he's holding dinner. Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to get desensitized towards the violence if you don't constantly watch the violence? I feel fine yeah. now. So he's just holding... He puts the pig down... On the table, and he slams a knife thunk, into the, the butcher block, and it, all the animals go around. I told you kids, you're not supposed to be in here. They kind of laughed at Dunk. What do you think you're doing in the kind of laughed at Dunk? Now, who are you? Me? I'm Mo. I run the kennels. Why are you in here? You're not supposed to be here. We're going to the kitchen. Oh, no, 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 head chef doesn't like kids in the kitchen. I'm not going to, I can't do that. I can't, I can't let you help do that. Uh, that'd be a problem. And food. But Count, Count so-and-so sent us to get the turkey baster. Count, uh, the Count told you, the headmaster, yeah, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have told you to do that. Yeah, that's, uh, no, 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 he didn't, no, no, I don't think so. Mm, yes, he did. He to go get the baster first one. <laughs> first one back wins. I, uh, you got a lot of tongues, kid. Mm. You, uh, you need all of those? Yeah. Uh, you sure? Yeah, it looks like you could, you could maybe spare Harkle. a couple. Harkle, stay away from him. Yeah, you should probably leave him out of it. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. I do... You know, it could help me with a project that I got. Actually, you... What, what kind of project? Is it crafty? Yeah, it's kind of crafty. You do, you do, you do crafts? 
Uh, it depends what kind of crafts. Hey, come, come, come on, come in. I'm sorry, I got plans. I got plans. Let me let me show you my drawings. Oh, um, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. Is, no, I'm not following you. I everything I've learned is don't do that. I'll take a look. Oh. Yeah, let's see them. I'll, I'll let. If you help me out, I'll let you into the kitchen. If you yeah. tell me you have candy, I'm leaving. What? Yeah. I have dog biscuits. Why would I have candy Ooh. in here? You like dog biscuits? Mm, yeah. Look, you crafty, crafty girl, tongue boy. Come look at my, uh, Come look at. See if you can help me out here. I'm, I've got a project. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Leonard, what do you think? Should we let him go in? You can all come in. I don't care. Just you, you come in and uh, close the door. You get you, you're letting all the good air out. I'll reach back and grab the door and pull <laughs> it close slowly. He pulls out a notebook and he's flipping through it, and he holds it out in front of him. And he goes, "I'm trying to make a friend. I want to make a dog boy." But I'm not sure if I should put a dog head on a boy body or a boy head on a dog body. And sure enough, there's a picture of a dog with a boy's head and a boy with a dog's head. Mm. I want to teach him how to fetch my slippers, but also put them on. Mm. So I don't know if it's better to have the dog head to get the slippers and the people fingers to put them on, or if I should get... The people finger, and I'm not sure which. What do you think, craft girl? Would you put a dog's head on a boy's body or a boy's head on a dog's body? I think that I would put, hmm, the boy's head on the dog body because I think it would be cuter that way, and I feel like that's kind of important. I don't, is that the right answer? That's a good point. I, I wasn't thinking aesthetically. That's a good, hmm, yeah. Maybe we should put the, yeah, you might have something there. Where am I going to get a boy and a dog? Where am I going to get a boy and a dog? Mm, there's all kinds of dogs in the kennels. Mm-hmm. Good point. Now I just need a boy. Mm. Where can I mm. get a boy? Mm. No boys here. Mm. Mostly just thought yeah. snallygasters and moth babies yeah. and... You sure you need all those tongues? Mmm, fair enough for that. I'll eat you. You know, Lady Chastity's is right across the street. Mmm, can't go across the street. I gotta get boys here. Mmm. Actually, you know what? Screw that. Maybe I'm not quite ready for putting a boy's head on a dog body anyway, but I need to do some practice. What if you could help me with this, though? And he pulls out a bucket of fur and he slams it in front of you. As you look a little closer, it's actually tails. It's skunk tails and fox tails and monkey tails. It's just a whole bunch of tails. Mm, that's the problem. Here's the problem. You already ate all the good parts. <laughs> actually, you ate all the good parts, kid. But I mean, um, no, I have all these tails here. And I want to see, before I, I waste a dog by putting his body on a boy's head... I want to see if I can put one of these tails on someone and get the tail to keep start moving mm, again. Good idea. Anybody want a, want a tail? I already have one. Anybody want to help find somebody who wants a tail? 
I got these nice tail feathers. I'm good. You want two tails? I'm too delicate. I couldn't possibly. Frog. No, I... I you... I, you're the only one with five tail. No, I'm... I'm good. Mm, he's good for getting well, a tail, he said. Somebody mm. better find me somebody who wants a tail or you're not getting into the kitchen. He picks one out and starts wagging around. All I know is right now I want to put this tail on somebody. Uh, just flopping all around. You gotta put it on me. Wait. I can put this. I use another tail. You sure? I can put the tail on you? Are you sure? Maybe do two. I don't know about this. I'm gonna put two tails on you. Two is I mean, better than one. And you've already got one. Wouldn't that be ostentatious? He has nine tongues. Yeah, about that. We can circle back to that nine tongues thing again later. But, uh... <laughs> All right. Maybe he wants nine tails. Do you want more tails? I mean, I've got nine tails in here. We could do it. If you want, if you if you are willing to to help me with my project, I will put a tail on you let's, right now. Let's start with one. He rubs his hands together in this maniacal glee. I turn my backside yeah. and just kind of point, put it right next to the other. Do you have any preference, uh, bushy, prehensile? Skunk? No. I have this nice skunk one. Um, you got a a dragon tail. A dragon tail? No, no. Mm. I have a a a, um, a giant a gila monster. I mean, it's it's like a little dragon. That'll work. Okay, now this will probably hurt a whole bunch. And he takes the tail, and he puts his back to the three of you. And you just hear a, and then a, and then a, and there's just bits and stuff flying all over the place. This isn't sanitary. It's yeah, it's not sanitary at all. And after a moment, he stops and goes, "Hmm, that's a pretty good tale. What do you think, everyone?" And it's basically he's taken the tail. And it looks like he's just kind of duct taped it to the side of of Snallygaster's leg. So it's just kind of like flopping out on the side. Like, that's, a, that's a good looking tail right there. I, I think it looks fabulous. I'd say that experiment with itself. Why don't, you, why don't you go swish it around a little bit for us? I'll, I'll do some like swish back and forth. Try to strut my stuff. Harkle, it does in fact feel like you think you actually could switch this tail just by itself. Like you're the more you move it around with it, the more it actually feels like I'll start to sashay with it and see how it works. He, yeah, yeah. After a while you start getting them both going they're crisscrossing each other and your two tails is like Oh, that's that's very impressive. I used to, the Mo is taking notes. Successfully grafted Gila Monster tail onto Snallygaster. Next step Boy head on dog body. Right over the dog head on boy body. We want we want a I dog mean, head would be cuter on the boy body? A hundred percent. Little moth, moth girl? Yeah, okay, okay. Or, Gotta find a boy. I have a better idea. Have both 
a boy head and a dog head. And just swippy swap him? Just on the same body? Yeah. Yeah, on the on the same body, yeah. Yeah. A two headed boy dog? Yeah. That's unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He he rips pages out of his notebook. And I would need an extra trapezius right here, and he's making notes to himself. He reaches over and just kind of pushes at the door behind him. The kitchen door goes, hey, you keep going back. I got, I'm, I'm busy here. Uh, don't let the monkeys out! And uh, then for Nancy, when I don't um, food. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go! Hey, Jimmy. Your extra tail is going to actually give you plus one to nimble because yes. the balance helps you roll. But it's going to give you minus one to adorable because... I'm already weird. You're okay. even... You're even more of a freak of nature than you were before. <laughs> Got it. And Dr. Moe, an island unto himself, goes back to his experiments as you enter the kitchen. My duct tape tail. And close the door behind you. Doesn't look that bad. I kind of like it. I actually really It's like growing it. on you. Literally. Yeah, exactly. You might even be able to take the duct tape off someday. Harkle two tails. <laughs> Harkle two tails. The kitchen is dark, except for some low, you know, the uh, the, the low emergency light type deal that, that they have. So you can make out shapes here and there. The two things you're immediately drawn to, though, is a giant pie plate about three feet in diameter. The pie top is top. In, the the crust top is on top of it, but it hasn't been baked yet. It's like they just molded it and slapped it over. So they're probably gonna bake it in the morning. And next to it on the opposite table is what looks vaguely like a turkey, like a Christmas Thanksgiving turkey, if turkeys were seven feet tall and weighed about 200 pounds. And sure enough, there is a baster lying right next to it. So you got this giant pie and this giant Raw bird. I'm sticking my tongues into the pie. <gasps> Immediately. All nine. Bleep. All nine. Ah, gross. Nothing strange about this pie, I'm sure. <laughs> Snally, I'm going to need you to I give think... me... Just give me a straight precociousness roll. Straight precociousness. Yes, sir. That'll be an eight. Something grabs your tongue. And then <gasps> and then the other tongue. And then the other tongue. And it yanks. I yank back. Uh, Ooh. Jim, you're gonna take two tummy ache damage. This thing grabs on your tongue. <laughs> Something is in the pie. Good. And it's got a it's got a hold of it's got a hold of Harkle's tongues and it's not letting go. Oh. Ooh. And there's just drool coming out. Does it taste good at least in there? I mean, the crust isn't bad, but whatever's in the pie. Not the best. A little tangy. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nutty. Not unpleasant. I'm going to fly over and ah. slap it. 
to try and free the tongs. Slap the pie. Slap the pie. No, slap, <laughs> slap what's slap grabbing the, the tongs. Slap them just, yes, yeah, slap the pie. Slap the whatever is grabbing the tongs. The pie is a mimic. So you, I'm just going to hit the pie crust. All right. Give me a, a muscly roll there. All right, muscly. Uh, six. 99, slap that pie. You do. Thump. Just come over. And your hand sinks through the unbaked pie crust, and something grabs your hand. So now you are stuck to the pie as well. Oops. Uh, And it feels, it feels, the two of you feel as if you're being pulled into the pie. It smells really good. Um, could somebody help? (laughs) The other two are just like, nah. Both of you give me beefy rolls real quick, the ones of you who are stuck inside the pie, or, or being pulled into the pie. Beefy, you say. Eight. Seven. Ninety. Your hand goes as you pull yourself out, your hand out of no. the pie. Harkle, you are still stuck in the pie, and it's pulling you closer. You're at the point now where your snout is up against the pie crust, and it's starting Ooh. to pull you into the pie. Guys, you have to help. I'm not sticking my hands back in there again. So Jay is going to fly up, and she has a pot because she's a pot and pancake. Yes, she does. And she is going to go bam, 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 and see if she can beat it and make it let go of Harkle. She's going to hit it with her pot? Yes. All right. Give me a muscly roll and then add plus one because you're Using a big cast iron pot to bang on the top of the pie pan. So I got an eight. Jay, are you just taking your, your pan and just banging it on top of the pie? Yes. And it's like, and she's saying, we're not gonna take it. And she slaps the top of this pie <laughs> over and over again. Hurdle, give me another beefy roll. Give yourself a plus one because the, 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 the grip is loosening. That'll be an eight. You yank back. Your tongues come loose. Whatever is inside the pie lets go. And you slam back against the countertop. Pie filling crust and drool go everywhere. And there's these little little hands reaching out of the top of the pie. And you hear, help us! Help us! And the pie like forms back so the crust Goes back to its perfect state like it was never, never touched in the first place. Okay, guys, that's really weird. But while I was up flying, I did catch the turkey baster with my feet before I land back on the ground. Oh, how convenient! You just happened to grab it, huh? I did. Give me a guile roll, you sneaky brat. Six plus two is eight. Mm, brat. All right. Jay does in fact crab the baster as she flies <laughs> over. But there is a rumbling coming from the table where the baster once sat. The rumbling of, I don't know, maybe a giant raw ostrich sitting up and standing on his two drumstick legs. Guys, that giant turkey thing, whatever it was. Apparently it wasn't as dead as you thought. Maybe Chef Hannibal hadn't had a chance to deliver the final blow, but there's now a giant raw bird. Does it have a head? No. It's just 
It's the carcass. It's dinner. It's been repultrified. It's been repultrified. It jumps off the table and lands with a thud. And even Jay can't even take it. She just starts screeching and flapping and has no idea what's happening. Could be a Thunderbird. You don't know it's about your size, give or take. <laughs> Jay, give me a nopes roll. Remember, it's the 2d6 and you're adding up the numbers. Oh, two. Seven. <sighs> you're still good. You're still good. You're, you're, you're freaking out, but you're keeping it together. Everybody... Roll me a taken turns roll. Everybody roll a 1d6. Six. Six as well. Oh, that's Three. been hot. Six. No way. Three sixes. You guys are going to have to rock, paper, scissors this one out. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. I got two scissors and a paper. Ashley, you're out. All right. Okay. And then one, two, three, shoot. All right, Steve, it's going to go Steve, and then Jimmy, and then Ashley, and then the turkey corpse, and then Jay. All right. This thing has jumped off the table, and its wings are kind of moving behind it. Even though it doesn't have a head anymore, where its head once was, you kind of get the impression of it sniffing around. Think if the Velociraptor kitchen scene in the first Jurassic Park... Except it was Sunday dinner instead of a Velociraptor. What does what does Leonard want to do first? I'm thinking of using one of my class abilities. That's what they're so, there for. Yeah, so I'm thinking Leonard sees this and like it's dressed. It's it's, it's like plucked. It's yeah. It's ready to go in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like hop into its body cavity and I just start <laughs> rubbing. So I have this class ability, conjuncta, conjuncta, uh, eyeball gunk. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I and I just start rubbing my goopy, goopy, goopy eyeballs all over the inside of this bird. And yeah, that's going to be my attack. Is it an automatic damage or, or is it based on a successful No, it attack? says on a successful attack. Okay. Cause a two additional tummy aches. For two cookies, that's the cost. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to call just superconsciousness attack since you are attacking with your conjunctivitis. Okay. With your pink eye. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Four. That's all right. Because the turkey's got a two. The turkey Ooh. is not what you would call precocious. It's a big thing of meat. All right. So you're going to do... You do six points of Tony damage right off the bat. There's just this... You you literally see Leonard hop inside the bird and hop back out after a moment. And he's just... His face is just covered in stuffing and turkey gunk and who knows what else. You should have seen what I left. <laughs> you should see the inside of the other guy. <laughs> oh. <That's, laughs> but this... No. If, if turkeys could look nauseous, especially plucked cooked ones, that's how this one would look. If it had eyes, it would have a nasty case of pink eye right now. Is it like beating itself, trying to get rid of the frog inside of it? But it's got no arms. It's got these chicken wings. It's like trying to shake itself out. Like, 
I mean, what's Harkle gonna do? After this impressive display from the Frogman, from the Loveland Frogman. Mm, I was gonna eat that. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't now. <laughs> I am going to, uh... It's alive! Well, nope, I was wrong. So, I'm going to uh, attempt to bring a life yet another one of my creations with Bob, my my abomination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But instead, really, it doesn't work. So I try to get Bob to do something. I just fling him at the monster here. Yes. So it's just it's just a meat on meat attack. It's a meat on meat attack. Not very good. I roll a. I got a six total. What's your attack roll? What are you rolling with? I'm a precocious baby. So that's a precocious. Okay. Yeah. Got a six. Six total. Yeah, not very good. That's a four for the turkey boy. So you're actually gonna do and does That's two cookies. Uh does it's alive do any extra damage or does it, it do does. does it cause any status effects? It gives one round of grossed out. What grossed out means is he'll take an extra point of tummy ache damage anytime he's hit. So if you successfully attack, he'll do some extra damage as long as it's precociousness based damage. Yeah, as long as you're causing tummy aches. Um, but that's going to bring it around to Nighty Night. You are up. The The giant turkey is... It looks nauseous. It looks somehow like it has pink eye, even though it doesn't have a head. But it is squawking mad. All right. And it's just kind of... It's barreling its way through the kitchen. Okay, so I fly up, and I'm going to grab the pie, because it seems like there's something really dangerous and hurty in there, so I'm gonna throw the pie at it and hope whatever's in there bursts out and saves everybody. Alright, I, uh, I want this to be an adventurousness attack, but I like that you're using the pie, so give yourself plus one to the roll. Mm-hmm. Alright. Actually, no. Wait, make this a precociousness attack. Alright, alright. Because you're, you're being smart about it. Yeah, you're, and give yourself a plus one. Yep. Alright, so I've got six, eleven. Holy cow. Go nighty night. Nighty night. You got this. Flies over. And you're just grabbing the pie and flipping it? Or you, how are you going to pick it up and... Flying over, dust everywhere. Mm-hmm. I pick up the pie and I just fling it at the bird. And whatever's inside releases out and hopefully attacks. As the pie is flying through the air when nighty night tosses it, these little grabby hands shoot out. And then the bits of pie crust start flinging off. And before you know it, there are six or seven little gremlin-y looking goblin kids all holding on to the edge of the flying pie pan <laughs> as it flies through the air. You know, with their faces wide open. And they see the turkey thing coming towards it as they're flying through the air and the pie pan is sipping over. And one of them yells, brace for impact! And the pie pan hits the turkey, and the goblin kids start like piranhas. Devouring They just crawl out and just take all of the flesh right off the bone of this giant turkey. And then they sit there inside their little pie pan, just kind of picking their teeth with, with with the turkey bones. And one of them starts to blink. And rub his eyes. And then the other one starts to blink and rub his eyes. 
and they're looking at each other, and, and you can all see their eyes just getting puffier and redder <laughs> as they spread the pink eye around from Leonard's attack. <laughs> but they look at ages. <laughs> They've all got the conjunctive ages. But the leader, after they finish the turkey, they, gr- they grab up all the bones. He snaps his fingers. And they all go back into the pie crust, into the pie tin. And the crust, like, magically forms back around. And so now the pie is, is sitting on the floor. And the turkey is nowhere to be seen. I'm shocked. What just happened? I don't even what? know what to say. I'm glad I wasn't in there when that happened. <laughs> Guys. I don't feel. I think we should get out of here. Let's just walk away. Like nothing ever That's happened. That's right. You got, got it. I got it. Let's go. I'm not hungry anymore. As... <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be hungry again. Do Do we go back through the kennel? Or can we go the other way? There the is a door way. out the other side of the kitchen. Um, I won't go back with that guy. I'll get another tail. Heart cold, use your tongues. Which way? Let's go the other way. Who's got the turkey baster? Jay, do you still have it? I do. Cradling it close, your your hard-fought turkey baster. The four of you head out of the kitchen, and you find yourself back in the great hall. To your right is the wall of the hall, festooned with tacky plastic spiders and that really obnoxious cobweb stuff that you always tell yourself you're going to ball up and save again for next Halloween, but you never do. They even have a couple of those giant 12-foot skeletons that they were selling at Home Depot a couple years back that nobody can get anymore. To your left is a bunch of chairs on a dais, a bunch of high-backed chairs facing away from you. And you can recognize the backs of the heads of some of the professors and some of the teachers at school. You come in behind the headmaster and the other professors who are still sitting there, probably on their fifth glass of teacher juice of the evening. Uh, and they haven't heard you come in from the back door. We should be very quiet. Let's go this way. Just act casual and cool. We're here. It's okay. Okay. So you guys are acting cool? You're just like, hey, this is where we're supposed to be? I'm going to need some cool worlds. And hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, you cool cats? Ooh, five. Five as well. Four. I got five, five, four. How about the frog man? Uh, six plus five, eleven. Ooh, where's a cool character? So cool. Leonard, you just start walking best, and the teachers kind of notice you all, and they look past, and you're just tipping your hat. How's it going? Hi. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) Hello, student. Hello, student. And then they sober (laughs) up enough once you're gone to realize that the other... Wait a second. You're not supposed to be back here. Neither are you. Aren't I? No, I'm a teacher. I can go where I want. Drinking what the are you, teacher juice. What are you doing back there? Walking. Okay. Carry on, then. 
and he All right. turns back around. Walking. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. How does the snagglegrasser get away with that? Over the love. I mean, it just happens. <laughs> the headmaster does crane his head around back his chairs. Hey, you three, you're supposed to be doing the scavenger hunt, not sneaking around back here. Blah, what are you doing? We thought there was a clue out here. Go creep, creep Ethelon. Got what? it. What? You, you got the shift turkey baster? Got it. And, and you didn't get eaten or turned into a dog puppy boy we thing? We didn't eat so the I... bun either. Yeah, Jay has it right here. I told you it wouldn't work. I pull the baster out with my out of my wing and show it to him. He reaches down and takes the baster and goes, he sniffs it a couple times. It smells like children. This is the real deal. All right, kids, I guess you won the first challenge. Uh, congratulations to what do you call yourself, spooky kids? Very excited. Congratulations to the very excited team. Hooray! It's at that moment when the doors of the Great Hall bust open. And in runs another of the teachers. You recognize it through the... You can kind of see through the... Under the table, through the dais from where you're standing. And you can see it's the head nurse, Igor. And he says, There's been a terrible, terrible, terrible thing that's happened! Someone has stolen the big chocolate foot! <gasps> no! Oh no. I want the foot. As the first night of our investigation at St. Gwolgoth's closes, we found more questions than answers. Flickering shadows in the Great Hall, strange animal sounds and smells. And this, a big clunky boot that seems to be completely covered in chocolate. Dark chocolate, not milk. Yes, very fancy. Why would you cover a boot in chocolate? Mysterious. Hopefully, we'll find the answers to these puzzles on the next episode of Beyond the Shadows. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on social media at at evenfootinggames on Instagram and at evenfootingg on Twitter. Even Footing Games Presents cast includes Ashley Arbizer as Nighty Night the Moth Girl, Jason Cassidy as The Sitter, Steve Easton as Leonard the Frogman, Carrie Hunter as Jay the Thunderhawk, Jimmy St. James as Harlot the Snallygaster. Additional voice acting by Hannah Davies and Chaz Swan. Editing by Aaron Easton and Mike Ball. Even Footing Games' Babies and Broadswords, The Book with All the Rules and Crawl of Cthulhu are available for sale at Amazon and on DriveThruRPG. This podcast is supported by our wonderful patrons. People like Robin Grauer, 
Tommy Thacker, Ryan Shreve, Debbie Seacrest, Rick Taylor, Marilise DeSico, Jim Levis, Alex and Gina Molfinger, and Kathy Easton. <laughs>